At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Craig Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's our number two of the Greg Peterson experience here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and we've got a tremendous hour for you guys. We're going to be joined by Albert Wynn. He does great work as the analytics capper over at Action Network. We're going to be talking some NBA with him, and well, we're also, because I just mentioned the NBA, I know that there are those of you guys that are listening to me live. If you're listening to the replay, you know how this turned out. But if you had the uh, four to four and a half points with the LA Clippers, this is looking like a pretty big disaster. I'm doing this with about a minute remaining and the Nuggets are up 10 in overtime. Thoughts and prayers if you have that one. That's that, that's rough. That's really, really rough. I'm not going to lie to you there, but yep, we're going to be looking to be a little bit warmer than the Clippers were in overtime with our DK Nation picks right here on VSIN. And I always say it because everyone behind the scenes does so much hard work, I need to pay it off. And hey, you know what? We're on an 11 and 2 run with these. If you guys have been taking the VSIN.com slash picks newsletter picks I've been giving out in terms of college basketball, those have been good as well. So the biggest key is not resting on your laurels, just continuing to. As Cam Newton once said, keep moving the pendulum forward. I don't think that he realized that the pendulum actually moves back as well, but we're going to look to continue to move it forward as far as humanly possible because it does eventually go back in terms of just sports betting in general. But that said, a pair of guys that do an absolutely tremendous job of being able to move the pendulum forward, actually a trio of gentlemen, are the folks behind the scenes that do absolutely amazing work here on the Greg Peterson Experience. If you're listening on Sports Map Radio, our good friend Taylor gets me all set up on audio. He does incredible work. You've got my producer, Jason Kahn, all the guests here on the show. He is the man that books them all, and he also does a good job of keeping me online and making sure that I'm mentioning a trio of great men behind the scenes rather than a duo. He always does absolutely top-notch work. And then every single show that you find on VEASAN.com, YouTube TV, what have you, that's all in podcast form as well. It is it is our good friend Sean that does a great job there, which, Sean, got to apologize to you. Those Quinnipiac Bobcats blew a 19-point lead against Manhattan on Sunday. That is the epitome of brutality right there. I know that he is still a very proud Bobcat. And then, if you're watching on VEASAN.com, YouTube TV, all the graphics that you're seeing on, on screen, that is courtesy of our wonderful technical director, 
Nick, by the way, if you're looking for a podcast form about any show, that is also on the Visa Bets Bet feed. You're able to find that Apple Podcasts, Google Play, list goes on and on. And whether you like this show, Follow the Money, a numbers game, heck, all of our new shows are going to be there as well. So let's say that night number one, night number two, you're not able to catch the inaugural episode. You know what? You just download it on the podcast. You're able to find, oh, Sharp Money Hour number one. Boom. They've got you covered. So they've got you covered there. And now I'm going to try to be able to get you covered with a winner here as we look to some Big 12 action on this Monday, 863-864 on the betting board. Oklahoma State, they're playing out to Baylor. Baylor's a one to one and a half point favorite. Total on this game opened up at 143. We've seen a very slight tick down to 142 and a half. My write-up is going to be on the total. I'm going to be diving in on an under. I recognize that unders have not necessarily been so hot recently, but hey, with regards to this recent run of DK and H picks, three of those Three of those winners have been unders. None of the losers have been on unders. So, you know what? They've been able to do a relatively solid job. And the big reason why I do like this total under is that I don't think price into this number is how much Baylor has been throttling down with regards to their tempo. And this is something that you're able to exploit this time of year in college basketball because we're going to be noticing teams that they speed up their tempo. We're going to be noticing teams that slow down their tempo a little bit as well. Baylor has been one of those teams that has really throttled down. As a matter of fact, the first time that they played against Oklahoma State was really the initiation of them deciding, you know what, we're going to slow down. Because prior to that first game against Oklahoma State, which that took place on January 11th, they had played 16 games at the time. They were ranked 75th in the country in terms of total possessions per game, starting with that first Oklahoma State. So their last 13 games in total, they've been averaging 5.6 possessions per game fewer than they did the first 16 times of, or the first 16 games of the year, going from 175th nationally in terms of total possessions per game down to 168th. Now, it is a Baylor team that still rocks solid on offense. They're a top 20 team in terms of points scored on a per possession basis. You've got Keontae George, Adam Flagler, LJ Cryer. These three guys combined to be able to give you about 46 points per game. Cryer has been able to shoot over 40% from three. Flagler, 4.9 assists, 40% three point shooter. And then Keontae George, Sachi Chuff, Stuffer. Mid-33 point shooter that's able to give you four and a half boards, nearly three assists per game. I do like his game. And since then, you do get back the Energizer Bunny. Every day, John, Jonathan Chama Joshua. He's a good rebounder for a Baylor team that now has four separate guys that are able to give you at least four rebounds per contest. He's also been shooting north of 50% from three. Certainly do expect a little bit of regression there, but with Oklahoma State, first time that they face off against Baylor in mid-January, the only starter that scored in double figures in that game, as that was a little bit of a slog, 74 to 56, Baylor got that win. So that was one that would have comfortably stayed under the total with regards to what we're seeing right now. First time around, that closing total was about 138 to 139, stayed under on that one as well. But only a starter for Oklahoma State that was able to give you double figures, Avery Anderson the third. He is currently dealing with an injury, unlikely to play in this one. As a matter of fact, He's played one game in the month of February. That was their first game that they played against Oklahoma. So that hurts a Cowboys team that has not been able to do a good job of taking care of the ball. Oklahoma State, a relatively mid-tempo team that is 321st in all of college basketball in terms of total possessions per game in games in which Anderson has not been in the fold. They've been averaging 14.6 turnovers per game. That is very much less than savory. It is an Oklahoma State team that has been having some issues with their defense. They've given up 70-plus points at each other last four games, but it's still a team that overall for the season is 36th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, allowing 11.1 points fewer per 100 possessions at home rather than in a road-slash-court environment for Baylor. They are averaging 12 points fewer per 100 possessions when they are on the road rather than at home as well. So both of these teams do have some pretty demonstrative home and road splits with regards to their offense and their defense. Now, I do think that Baylor is going to be able to get the job done in this spot. They've been able to get some good production recently down low at a flow thamba for Oklahoma State. They've been really looking to John Michael Wright along with Bryce Thompson for their scoring, combining for about 21.5 points per game. Both of these guys shoot in the 30s from three-par range. Oklahoma State as a whole, though, they're shooting below 33% from three-par range as a collective. Musa Cisse, he's been dealing with an injury throughout much of conference play. He hasn't necessarily been as effective down low as Caleb Boone has really had to shoulder the load for this Oklahoma State team. But I do think that Baylor 
going to continue to play at their slow, grimy pace. I do think that this is going to be a little bit more of a nip and duck game, but that said, I did set Baylor as a three-point favorite. I'm willing to take them in this spot, and my DK Nation write-off, that is going to be based around this total under. How about if we take a look at the other Big 12 game that we're going to be seeing on Monday? This is 861-862 on the betting board. West Virginia, it's the road to face off against Iowa State. Iowa State, a four-point favorite for your total on this game. Here between 134.5 and, and 135, and with Iowa State, could only make them a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to be willing to take the four-plus with West Virginia. This Iowa State team, in my opinion, perhaps one of their most important pieces is Caleb Grill, and I've been noticing that he's been really hampered by the back injury that he's been trying to play through. He's only given the team a combined 11 points in the last three games, and that has negatively affected Iowa State, especially on the offensive side of things. Now, Iowa State has been supreme with their defense. They are ninth in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, and at home, they are especially good with their defense. As a matter of fact, at home, they allow 22 points per one-hour possessions fewer than they do in a roadside shooter's recording environment, and in this recent skid that Iowa State has been on, as this is a bunch that they have went just one and three in their last four. They have went, as a matter of fact, one and five in their last six. They've only given up north of 64 points twice in this run. I mean, the defense has been there for them. The problem has been they've just been throwing up a bunch of big giant clunkers with their offense. 56 points or fewer in four out of their last five games. It's been all about Gabe Kelsher along Jaron Holmes to be able to manufacture some offense with Grill dealing with injury. They've been able to combine for about 25.3 points per game. It's a team that has collective shoots right around 33% from three-point range. You do have to tame in Lipsby, who's been able to do a solid job. I'll be able to help maneuver the offense four and a half assists, seven and a half points, but he is not a threat from three-point range. You don't necessarily have a guy that's able to bang down low in the post and give you consistent scoring. Oshun Oshuni is a very good defender down low, but doesn't necessarily give you a lot of scoring with 8.8 points per game. And for West Virginia, this is a bunch that they have been struggling a little bit with their defense. They don't necessarily have a ton of rebounding themselves as Jimmy Bell along Trey Mitchell are really the only guys that give you north of four and a half rebounds per game. But it is a West Virginia team that all of a sudden has Eric Stevenson really being able to fire in all cylinders, 23 plus points at each of the last three games, but might be one of the most streaky shooters that you find at a power conference. He prior to this streak in which he had 23 plus points in each out of his last three games, he had a single digit amount of points in the previous three. I believe they had 16 points in total. In those previous three games, might have been 17, but you know, he's throwing up there some clunkers. Now he's back to firing all cylinders. You do have Trey Mitchell, who at six foot nine is able to bury right around 37, 38% of his threes. Last time these two teams played, West Virginia Morgantown was able to get the job done by a kind of 76, or, yep, 76 to 71. I fully expect Iowa State to be able to tighten up a little bit more with regards to their defense. It's an Iowa State team that has been really good with their defense at home, offense. It just is not there, and that's the big reason why I just can't take Iowa State in this spot. I typically like being able to take Iowa State with the Hill Magic, but can't combine this offense. I'm going to be willing to take the four with West Virginia, set them as a three-and-a-half point underdog, and did make my total 133-and-a-half. So also going to be taking a look at the under to go along with West Virginia. And we go from college basketball to a little NBA as the analytics capper, Albert Wynn, who does great work at Action Network, joins me next to be able to talk about what we're getting in the NBA game by game and a little bit about the futures market right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIM, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Sports fans, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for basketball and hockey because Bet Rivers has you covered. For every line, odd, and boost, join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and so much more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience of Easton, the Sports Bank Network, and it is great to be joined by this man, Albert Wynn. Does incredible work over at Action Network. Does a great job handicapping so many different sports. And he is a man that is better known as the analytics capper himself. Albert, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Greg, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on as always. Uh, unfortunately, I can't be on, on the video today, but calling in and hopefully we get some analysis, a great analysis for people. Absolutely. And I told this to you off air and I mean it when I say it. It doesn't matter if we've got you on video. It doesn't matter if we've got you on phone. It doesn't matter if we need to have a carrier pigeon come into the studio with me. Actually, I don't think that they would allow for the carrier pigeon, but if they did allow for carrier pigeons and I was able to relay that information, it would be a wealth of knowledge. So we are always happy to have you aboard. And Albert, just before we dive into anything particular in the NBA, what did you make out of this very wild weekend? Because we saw that game involving the 76ers where Joel Embiid has that like 70 or some foot heave get waved off. We just saw Damian Lillard drop 71. And if you had the LA Clippers Sunday night, thoughts and prayers to you, that's brutal. Yeah, you can't see me, but I'm raising my hand in my hotel room right now. I had the Clippers plus three and oh, a yeah. half. It's a, it's a brutal beat, um, but I mean... At the end of the day, you know, in a long season, you're going to have those brutal beats. So you just got to move on. But you're right. It was a great weekend of NBA basketball. And especially it it was good for the league to have a weekend like this just because the All-Star weekend was was such a flop, right? It it was bad in ratings. No one really watched the game. So it was nice this weekend. We had a, you know, close game on Saturday night on on primetime TV. We have an amazing comeback with the Lakers in Dallas. And then another overtime game tonight to finish it off. So it was it was incredible basketball. I was able to watch a lot of it in the plane, so I'm excited to get into it. Absolutely. And since the All-Star break, obviously it's only been for a lot of these teams like to maybe there's a team or two that has played three games. So most of these teams have gotten two games under their belt. Which teams have you taken a look at? And you like what you've seen from them coming out of this All-Star break? Yeah, if, if we won a couple of the All-Star break along with a trade deadline, the team that looks like it's rounding into form, again, barring injuries, I don't know if LeBron is hurt. Uh, he said he heard a pop in his right foot tonight. But the Lakers have won four of the last five games since the trade deadline, 
including 3-0 and with LeBron James in the lineup. Again, I alluded to this just now, but they were down 27 points in Dallas. The Mavericks were rolling. I believe they hit 12 threes in that first half. Um, and then that ice cold, Lakers slowly chipped away and then pulled away at the end. So look for the Lakers. They're only one game out at a 10th place, guys. They're one game out of the out of the play-in and really only two and a half games out of six feet. So if they have another hot week, they can jump uh, quite a few teams here moving forward. Yep, I do think that that's an interesting team to take a look at. And the West in general is much more wide open, in my opinion, than the East. Because taking a look at the East, you've really got your big three teams with the Philadelphia 76ers, the Boston Celtics, along with the Bucks. But I do feel like the Sixers are that very clear number three at this point. Obviously, if Joel Embiid's shot would have counted, that would have helped out their cause a little bit, and they did show very well over the weekend. But I just take a look at the Celtics and the Bucks, and in my opinion, they just feel to be a little bit of a cut above everyone else as they were able to get it done. And on most numbers, they either got a push or a very, very narrow loss on Sunday as they beat the Suns by three. Yeah, Gray, let's dive into the Bucks a little bit. They were without Giannis tonight. They've been without Giannis for a few games now. Uh, he didn't play in the All-Star game either. He dealt with a wrist injury. Now he has a, a day-to-day injury with his knee. The Bucks are on a 14-game winning streak. Uh, during this streak, they've been without Drew Holiday. They've been without Chris Middleton. And now without Giannis, the two-time MVP. And they still find ways to win. They're only one half game uh, behind the Celtics for the number one overall seed. The Celtics are also on fire. They're eight and two in their last ten, including a three-game winning streak. Again, very, very nice, impressive win Saturday night on the road in Philly. Um, if I had to choose between those two teams, I would be I would be on the Bucks. But Greg, to surprise you, if I had a futures, if we were to do Eastern Conference futures right now. I think there is awesome value on the 76ers. I think there's a lot of talent on this team. I think that the one thing that you have to be cautious with this team or hesitant is Doc Rivers. Um, first and foremost, he, he's had many chances as a head coach throughout his career where he doesn't really pan out or he doesn't hit, uh, hit the team's potential. And then always with Joel Embiid, there's the risk of injury. So, um, those two things are major factors when you look at the 76ers. But from a talent standpoint, from Maxi to Harden to Tobias Harris to Joel Embiid, I think they can hang with the Celtics and the Bucks, um, and they're only four games behind. And my biggest question that I have with you about the 76ers is, do you think that they have enough depth to be able to make a run in the playoffs? As we know, when it comes to the playoffs, the rotations are going to shorten up a little bit, but is guys like George Niang, Shake Milton coming in off the bench enough for this team to be able to make a run? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say that the bench is definitely going to get shorter. It might get maybe eight to nine guys max, but I still like guys like P.J. Tucker. He's, he's very tried and true. He's been through the playoffs, the postseason grind many, many times. He had a great Saturday night game, hitting threes and playing great defense. Uh, the pickup of the summer for them was actually DeAnthony Melton. I love how he brings a new dimension and new dynamic to this team. He is very versatile defensively, and he can hit the three. And then they traded for Jalen McDaniels at the trade deadline to give him more depth. But I mean, that's, that's seven, eight guys that they can play. I don't know if they're going to play George Niang that much in the playoffs or even Paul Reed that much in the postseason. Uh, but I think they have a, a strong seven, a strong eight. It's really going to depend on Joel Embiid and James Harden at the end of the day. Yep, absolutely it is going to be. And a team that I find to be very fascinating out in the East because this team has not been that great at home, but on the road, this team has been dynamic. It is the New York Knicks, and we were just talking about the Boston Celtics, how we feel about them, and they're going to be on the road facing off against the New York Knicks on Monday. And this is a line that has moved quite a bit from the opener. The Celtics opened up as a five-point favorite. Now this is down to between two and a half and three in a lot of spots. What do you make out of this game? And what do you make out of some of the interesting home and road splits of the New York Knicks? Because the world's most famous arena has been famous for other teams having quite a bit of success. Meanwhile, for the New York Knicks, it's really been hitting the road that has been serving them well. 
Yeah, it's a great point that you make. Uh, playing in New York City is just a lot harder for these incumbent players playing at home, right? It's just the fans are tough. The fans are unruly. It's a uh, it's hard to play with those types of expectations. But this is going to be a great game. This is a rematch from about a month ago. The Knicks went into Boston and won 120 to 117. It was a surprising uh, win on the road as an underdog. The Knicks are playing well. They've won five straight games, uh, including covering all five. They're starting to play a little better at home, Greg. I think they're five and one against the spread in the last six games at home. And the Boston Celtics potentially could be a little fatigued, right? They're on the road. They they were on the road against the Pacers, which was a shootout. They had to score 142 points to win that game. Obviously, Saturday night in Philadelphia and now uh, Monday night is going to be in New York. So I actually lean the Knicks here. It's going to be dependent on the Celtics' three-point shooting. If they hit a lot of threes, which we all know they can get hot. They hit 16 against the, the 76ers and 18 against the Pacers. If they hit north of 15 again, it'll be tough. But I think the Knicks' defense and Coach Thibodeau is going to get his guys prepared. I like the Knicks here to cover the spread and potentially win the game outright as well. And we've got about a minute left here for this one. The team on the other side of that game, the Philadelphia 76ers, they're going to be six-point favorites against Miami Heat. Any sort of a initial thought on this game? Because I do think that's an interesting spot for the 76ers coming off of that highly emotional weekend game. Yeah, this is a potential bounce back for the 76ers. Uh, they only hit nine threes in their previous game. They are one of the better shooting teams in the league, so you expect a regression back to the mean uh, tomorrow night. And the Heat is a team that you don't want to back right now. They've lost four straight. They're playing no defense at all. There's no identity, and they can't shoot. They've been averaging less than 10 threes in the last four games. So if anything, if I had to pick a side here, it would be the Philadelphia 76ers, Greg. Yep, the 76ers have been able to do a very nice job ever since they got off to a little bit of a rough start to the season. It does feel like those pieces are starting to gel, and a man that gels, a man that gels very well on this show is Albert Wynn. You know him better as the analytics capper over at Action Network. Coming up next, we shift away from basketball, and we dive into the NFL and take a look at some initial draft odds and coverage right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. In addition to some brand spanking new shows, VSIN is going to be kicking off new podcasts to give every better the insights, tools, and confidence to make smarter betting decisions. VSIN continues to expand the catalog of popular sports betting podcasts to cover every corner of the sports betting menu. No matter what sports you like to bet or how experienced you are, you're going to find a podcast that's perfect for you as VEASAN has the new VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast, which has some of the best hoops analysts around breaking down the odds, lines, and totals. Host Tim Murray, he hosts three episodes a week with the alternate co-hosts of Matt Humans at Adam Burke. And then you've got the VEASAN Hockey Betting Con- Podcast with Danny Burke and NHL guru Andy McNeil. They cover all things hockey twice each week. They're all free and available to download now at VEASAN.com or wherever your podcast just search for the VEASAN Best Bets feed as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and great to be joined by Albert Wynn. You know him better as the analytics capper. He's over there at Action Network, and Albert, let me pose to you the question it feels like nobody has the answer to, but there's a lot of ex- a lot of speculation on. What should the Bears do at number one? Because that is going to dictate who does go number one in this draft? I just can't see a world in which you have the Chicago Bears holding on to the number one overall pick, taking a quarterback and holding on to Justin Fields. Either Justin Fields is getting moved or that number one pick, in my opinion, is getting moved. You're absolutely correct there. There's no way they can keep both young quarterbacks on their roster. So what would I do if I was the Chicago Bears front office? I'd say this. The current regime in Chicago right now is not the same group of people that drafted Justin Fields. That doesn't mean that they don't believe in Justin Fields. That doesn't mean that they should trade Justin Fields. Uh, I'm just putting that out there. Right now, according to the odds makers, right, it looks like either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud is going first. 
So if you have those odds in, in hand, you would expect the Chicago Bears to potentially be trading that number one pick away so they can get multiple draft picks either this year, next year, the year after, or maybe all the above. And as a front office member of the Chicago Bears, that's what I, exactly what I would do. I still believe in Justin Fields. He just finished his second year, Greg. He was, um, you know, elite, amazing with his feet on the ground. Sure, he needs to work on his passing, but a lot of that could be construed because he didn't have any weapons. He didn't have an offensive line, et cetera. But I think Justin Fields should get at least another year to show the, show the team if he's, he's, uh, he's worth it or not. And at the same time, if you're going to trade away your number one draft pick, the talent that you're going to bring in, um, you know, in multiple positions on your team is only going to increase. So if I was the Bears, I would trade out of it for multiple draft picks. Yeah, Ben, you mentioned if you look at DraftKings, the odds for the number one overall pick, Bryce Young is minus 150, CJ Stroud is plus 350, Will Levis is plus 650, Anthony Richardson is plus 750. You have to go down to Jalen Carter at 9-1 to to find a non-quarterback. So that sort of tells you what they're thinking there, and I'm with you. Like, if a team is able to get Justin Fields and the Bears decide to trade him, I think they're getting a relatively solid piece because with absolutely nothing around him whatsoever, you could say what you will about some of the passing of Justin Fields, but there are a lot of guys around him that just didn't make plays. He honestly played relatively well in the clutch, but there were a lot of drop balls. There were calls that didn't go their way. You're able to take a look at the Bears just overall season and it's just a highlight of a myriad of disasters that were not of Justin Fields doing and I think that he proved enough that he deserves at the minimum another year and even if he's maybe not the guy for the Chicago Bears with how much capital they are going to be able to get from trading the number one overall pick they should still have enough in a year or two to decide you know what now we're going to decide to draft a quarterback and they still have enough to be able to build around that guy as well. Yeah, Greg, the, the, the leader in the most rushing yards in the history of the NFL in terms of quarterbacks for one season was Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson in 2019 had 1,206 yards, transcended, never done before, and Justin Fields in 15 games last year. Again, in 15 games. There's 17 games in the regular season. In 15 games, he had 11-24. So he would have broken that record set a new record and set a new bar there. So he is a transcendent talent. Um, I think he can do a lot. We saw the big jump Jalen Hurts made this past season, um, not only throwing the ball, but, uh, you know, QB sneaks, went to tuck it and run, led his team all the way to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, he fell short there. Yes, he improved, but his team around him improved. And obviously, I'm not going to expect the Bears to improve as much as the Eagles this offseason. But if you give Justin Fields some talent around him, I think he's going to be very successful for you. And you always want to be taking a look at that year three jump as well. I agree with you because we saw with Josh Allen as well. Josh Allen was terrible in year number one. Josh Allen in year number two, it felt like the light was starting to come on, but it wasn't quite there. And then in year number three, he was able to boom as well. Heck, you're able to take a look at just all throughout history in the NFL. It does feel like that year three, in some cases year four, in the case of Aaron Rodgers, because he sat behind Brett Favre for three years. That was a year for him. So I do think that just giving these guys a little bit of time to develop, I think is very important. There are some cases like Zach Wilson where you're just, you're pretty much sold as to what a guy is going to be. But in a lot of cases, you do want to give these guys at the very least a modicum of an opportunity to be able to shine. And with regards to shining, we've got a lot more high-level quarterbacks in this year's draft than we did a season ago. Last year, it was Kenny Pickett that won in the first round, and that was it. How many are you expecting in terms of quarterbacks to go in the first round this year? Because I do think that the top four in Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, these seem to be slam dunks. But then from there, you've got, obviously, the question marks of Hendon Hooker. I know that Max Duggan was really able to have a nice run with TCU, but whether or not he translates to the NFL, that's a little bit of a question mark. I know that there's been a lot of buzz about someone like Tanner McKee. Where do you stand in terms of how many quarterbacks we see go in round one? Yeah, I do like those first four. You, you mentioned them. Bryce Young, C.A. Stroud, potentially, both of them potentially number one overall picks. 
Will Levis is moving up the board. Um, his arm talent is very, um, very enamoring for a lot of the GMs. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of the Zach Wilson move, but I think Will Levis is going to be a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. And then Anthony Richardson, we know he's supremely athletic. We know he can throw the ball on on a rope. Uh, we just don't know if he can really read defenses. That is one thing that we'll find out. Hennon Hooker was having a, uh, a Heisman caliber worthy season before he got hurt. I think he's going to, you know, I think some team is going to take a flyer on him. I don't think he's going to go in the first round. I think the very interesting question here, this is a multiple-time national championship winner. But, Greg, I have a question for you. Do you think Stetson Bennett is going to get drafted? I think he gets drafted. I don't think that there's any question that he gets drafted. Now, where he gets drafted, that's anyone's guess. I think that that's going to be towards the tail end of the draft. But I would think that just having a national title winner like him, I mean, we see it time and time again. Even someone like a Troy Smith, he was someone that was Heisman Trophy winner, but his game didn't necessarily translate too great to the NFL. He was a guy that he was able to get drafted. So I do think so. I'm not sure if you've got a little bit of a different opinion, but I think someone's going to be willing to take a flyer on sets of better, make him a backup quarterback. Yeah, I think the the rise of uh, Brock Purdy this year is going to give Stetson Bennett a little bit of love. Uh, same with Max Duggan, guys like that who are not supremely talented in terms of their arm strength or uh, the ability to throw the ball. But I think the the intangibles, right, is what we can't really quantify. But I think teams are starting to value it a lot more. So I agree with you. I think he's going to go in either the sixth or seventh round. Right now, according to the odds makers, the, the the favorite is for him to not get drafted, but I could see him getting drafted. So I agree with you there. What about when it comes to a, a non-quarterback? I'm very, very high on the TCU wide receiver, Quentin Johnson. I think he has all the tools to be super successful in the NFL. Are there any other receivers that uh, you're highlighting there, Greg? I think Jackson Smith and Jigba. We've seen a lot of these Ohio State wide receivers really be able to boom in the NFL. I mean, Michael Thomas, when he's been out there on the field, has been absolutely tremendous. So he's someone that I think could really be able to do some great work in the NFL. I also take a look at someone like a Josh Downs. He's a little bit of a guy that's a little bit more off the radar, but I think that he could be able to have some potential as well. And I'm so glad that you did mention those Stetson Bennett round props because those are actually up at DraftKings. Not drafted is even money. Seventh round is plus 200. Sixth round is plus 350. If you want first round, 75 to one. And honestly, I think that you should probably get a private island for that, but that's just me. But I do think that it's going to be very fascinating to see what we get in the NFL draft. And as we know, the combine is where a lot of these guys are able to boom. But you're a man that you boom right here every single time you join me. My good friend, Albert, you do amazing work over at Action Network. I do appreciate the time busting down some NFL draft and some NBA. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Greg. It is getting close to March Madness, so I'll be following and keeping notifications on your Twitter page every day. I'm looking forward to it, and let's talk some college basketball and some Big Sky next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sports fans, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your place to be for basketball and hockey. Bet Rivers has you covered with every boost, line, and odd. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and so much more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. It was great to be able to get our good friend Albert Wynn aboard. He does great work at Action Network. Talked a little NBA. Got a little bit of a preview on the NFL. Certainly, we're going to be talking about that quite a bit more as things get fortified a bit more in terms of the NFL Draft Combine, how these guys are looking in terms of their pro days. Very initial in terms of the NFL Draft, so don't want to go too heavy on that, but need to get a nice little primer in and Albert did just that. Does an amazing job taking a look at so many different markets. So big thanks to him for joining me the last two segments. Now let's dive into some college basketball. And I've been noticing the past few weeks in college basketball, we get like one conference that comes to the forefront every Monday and Friday when things are a little bit more bare. Like last week, it was a big West. Two weeks ago, it was a colonial in terms of the Monday cards. Last Friday, we were able to get some nice fun belt action as well. And, Today, it's going to be the big sky that comes to the forefront. And we saw the team with the longest win streak in all of college basketball have that sapped over the weekend. And now they're looking to build a new one. 857-858 on the betting board. Eastern Washington is going to be playing us Montana State. Montana State, anywhere between a 2.5 to a 3-point underdog. And your total, it is a 144.5. I did set my number at 4. I do think that this is a good bounce back spot for Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington was playing quite a few road games and... They've eventually got got, for lack of a better term, against Idaho State. Now they return home against a Montana State team that has been very good with their defense. Montana State is right around 85th in the country. It turns points allowed on a per-possession basis, but I do think that's going to be tough going against all the true team rebounding that you've got with Eastern Washington. Now, Eastern Washington hovering right around 200th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, so... Things have been a little bit more difficult for them on that front, but you just take a look at this entire team with Eastern Washington, and you've got five different guys that give you at least 4.2 rebounds per game, including three guys, Casey Jones, Angelo Algieri, Cedric Howard. That all give you between 5.5 and 5.7 rebounds per game. They do a good job by committee as you've been able to have good versatility out of Coward, who's able to shoot 40% for three, deliver 7.5 points per game. Jones, not going to take as many threes, but... He's able to give you seven and a half points per game as well. And Angelo Jerry has about a six foot five, six foot six combo player, 13 and a half points, three and a half assists, five and a half rebounds, cans about 36% of his threes. And then you've got Stile Venters, who has really been the main scorer for this team. He supplies 15 points, shoots right around 37.5% from three point range. Flip side for Montana State. They're going to have the best point guard out there on the floor as Darius Brown, the second, he comes in from CSUN, Kells. Cal State Northridge, and he's been able to do a really good job of being able to dish out the ball, 
Gives you five assists to under two turnovers per game. And you've got one of the best on-ball defenders that you're going to find at the mid-major level. One of the best low-post defenders in Jabari Albello. 12.5 points, six boards. The stats do not do justice to what he's able to do in terms of the defensive side of things. But it is a Montana State team that doesn't have as many dynamic scores as they had during their NCAA tournament run last season. Or Aquan Battle has been able to give you 17 points per game. But... Not a guy that's necessarily going to go out there, hit a bunch of threes, and for this Montana State team, they really stay away from taking a lot of three-point shots. Their three-point rate, which is just merely the percentage of shots that you take from three-point range, is one of the lowest ones at all of college basketball. Now, they do a nice job on the glass. They're in the top 15 nationally in terms of fewest offensive rebounds that they allow for opponents to get per game. They only allow about 7.7 offensive rebounds per game for their opponents, so They've done a great job with that regard, but they can be at a little bit from the outside. That's where Eastern Washington is really able to hurt you as they've got good versatility. And for Eastern Washington, they don't have as good of a low post player as Jabari Bello, but with them just having so many guys are able to swarm, so many guys are able to hit the glass. Meanwhile, the only other player other than Brown and Bello, who I mentioned that is able to give you north of 3.1 rebounds per game for Montana State, that'd be great Osabor. So I do think that the team rebounding of Eastern Washington is going to be able to get it done first time around. Eastern Washington, they were very, very initial with regards to their win streak at the time, but they were able to get the job done against Montana State, and I do think that they're going to be able to do it once again. That was a game that was a 70-67, to a little bit of a lower-scoring slog, and Eastern Washington, even though they have been playing some higher-scoring games, not like this team is playing out warp speed or anything like that. These are two relatively mid-tempo teams, so I did set my closer my total closer to a 140. So I'm going to be looking at the under in this spot. I do think that the Montana State defense holds up. I think that Eastern Washington holds up on the glass as well. Wanted to lay the points with Eastern Washington. And I'm going to be taking a look at this total under as well. Let's go to 855, 856 on the board. Staying out in the big sky. Weber State hits road face off against Northern Arizona. Now I know that Weber State was a very chic pick to be able to give Eastern Washington that first loss. In Big Sky play, they were unable to do so. Now they find themselves in a relative pick'em game against Northern Arizona. I'm seeing some spots that have Northern Arizona as a one-point favorite, some spots that have Weber State as a one-point favorite, other spots I have this as a pick'em. And your total is 135.5. Weber State has really been looking to hang their head on defense recently, and they've really throttled down this year. They're a team that ranks about 305th of the country in terms of total possessions per game, but we know this. Both of these teams are relatively top-heavy. Jalen Cohn is going to be the best guard out there on the floor. He, for Northern Arizona, is supplying about 16.5 points, shooting nearly 40% from three-point range. Past that, you do have a guy in Xavier Fuller that's able to give you about 12.5 points per game, but past that, you really don't get a lot of production out of anyone other than Carson Tout. Meanwhile, it is the Dylan Jones show, and he has been incredible for what Weber State this year. He's able to supply you with about 16.5 points, 11 boards. He leads the team in assists. He leads the team at darn near every offensive category for that matter. Also gives you a seal and app per contest. Only thing he doesn't lead the team in is blocks, as you've got Alex Drew, who gives you about a half a block per contest. So could use a little bit more there, but for Dylan Jones, he has been terrific now. You need to get a little bit more help from your friends, Stephen Verplanken, who comes in from Southern Illinois. He's been a good sharp shooter. He's able to shoot about 41.5% for three. Also shoots 88% at the free throw line. And that's a big reason why I did set Weber State as my two-and-a-half-point favorite in this spot. You've got a Weber State team that they do the little things well. Now, Northern Arizona, they do turn the ball over a little bit less per game because they do have a little bit more in the backcourt rather than having someone who's six foot six and Dylan Jones having to bring up the ball so much. But with this Weber State team, they shoot a blazing 76.5% the free throw line. That's one of the better marks that you're going to find in all of college basketball. It is a Weber State team that also allows opponents to get 6.9 offensive rebounds per game. That is a top five mark in all of college basketball. Now, they don't necessarily do the world's greatest job of being able to grab offensive rebounds themselves, but they will not let you get a second chance. They do a nice job of being able to just lock that down. You've been able to have guys like uh, Dyson Kohler along with Alex to be able to step up for the team as well. They're both giving you about six to seven points per contest. Northern Arizona does have a guy, Nick Maines, who's able to shoot it well from three-point range. And it's not the easiest trip in the world. Weber State is out there in the great state of Utah, and they have to travel over to Flagstaff. But 
I do think that they're going to be up for the ta- challenge. And this is just a Northern Arizona team that has not played a lick of defense all season long. Typically with some of these top-heavy teams, you always fear the defensive aspect of things. And we were safe. They've been able to do a good job of being able to do a nice job on defense. 162nd in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. Only giving up nine-tenths of a point more per 100 possessions when they leave home. Meanwhile, you've got a Northern Arizona team as 321st in all of college basketball. In terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, I do think that Weber State is going to be able to do a solid job here. I do like this total over just because that Northern Arizona defense has not been guarding a soul all season long. So I'm going to be taking a look at Weber State outright on the money line slash as a pick I did set them as a 2.5-point favorite. Did set my total more around 139.5. So here at 135.5. I'm going to be taking a look at the over as well. We'll be hitting the big ACC battle between North Carolina and Florida State in hour number three. But I want to give you a little bit of something from the extra games board as well because there's money to be made on these games as well. And we go to 306-501-306-502. Bethune-Cookman is going to be playing also Grambling. Grambling is a 7 to a 7.5 point favorite. Your total is 137.5. If you're still able to grab a 7, I do like Grambling. But what I really like here is the under. You've got a Grambling team that ranks 13th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And in a roadside shoot recording environment, there are just three teams better than Grambling State. They have really been able to lock you down. Atari Gordon has been able to do a nice job down low. Now, it is a Grambling team that they turn the ball over 15 times per game themselves. But you've got so many guys like Shindarius Coward that do a great job with their defense. Bethune-Cookman, a little bit more of an up-tempo team. Sometimes they get a little bit loose with the ball. I think the Grambling going to be able to lock down a Bethune-Cookman team that doesn't have a single guy that gives you north of six rebounds per game. I do like the under in this spot and want to lay up to seven with Grambling. And coming up next on the Greg Peterson Experience, we preview Florida State versus North Carolina for this Monday right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix Finder, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. 